Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave, one of the pastors here at Compass Point, and with me again today is Pastor Paul and Pastor Chris. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Yeah, yeah. great. Glad are to you... be here again. Another week on Sabbath. Are you excited? <laughs> I, I'm still excited. I don't know if everyone <laughs> else is, but... I'm loving this. I really am. I think this is something that is uh, really interesting to dig into, so I'm looking forward to a conversation today. Amazing. So this week, uh, is our, it's our fourth week on Sabbath. Uh, we have been through stop, we have been through rest, we have been through delight, and now we are on to worship. And, and everyone's got this mastered by now, right, Chris? <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, okay. So, so talk to me a little bit. You, you preached on Sunday about worship. Uh, what did we talk about? And then what do we, what do we want to talk about today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think part of what we talked about was just kind of breaking down some of those stereotypes and, and stigmas around worship and how it relates to Sabbath. And we've talked about this at other times throughout the series. I think Paul talked about this when we kicked things off the first week, but just this idea that for a lot of people, worship has a certain connotation to it. So it's like religious activities, maybe boring religious activities or unwanted religious activities or like things with high expectations or that kind of stuff. And so I think, first of all, understanding that when we talk about worship in general, uh, in a biblical sense, we're not talking about just, you know, going to church three times or spending an entire day in prayer or just... Uh, singing, you know, uh, worship music. But we're actually talking about a reorientation of our lives, Mm. kind of a surrendering and a trusting that we're doing. Uh, And so we spent quite a bit of time talking about that. Uh, We talked about uh, the commandment of the Sabbath at the very beginning, uh, how God made it a holy day. And so Mm. we kind of unpacked that term holy and how it is talking about something unique and separate and uncommon. And then how it also says in scripture that it's not just a holy day, but a day that was dedicated to the Lord or to God. Uh, So it's a unique day, uh, a a special day, but a day then that is, you know, dedicated to God specifically. And so Mm. we just tried to unpack what that actually looks like uh, in a practical way in our lives. One that doesn't weigh us down, that isn't heavy, but one that allows us to kind of reorient ourselves and reconnect ourselves with our creator um, and, and kind of figure out how to do that as part of our Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, one of the things that I loved about what you were talking about when you talked about that idea of holiness or being set apart, you use the illustration of fine China. And I thought that was really helpful because I grew up in one of those homes that, and it's still there. There's like a box on the hutch with our like, you know, nice cutlery and that kind of thing. And I remember when I was growing up, we did use that, um, on very special occasions. Now for us, it was weekly. We got, we always had a meal on Sunday and so, you know, the box opens up and out comes the the cutlery. And I think it's really interesting to like, when I sort of picture this, I think of like over time, you know, whenever we have big events and we need more cutlery, guess where we go to the special box. Right. And so all of a sudden the, that cutlery starts getting mixed in with the other cutlery. Mm. And so you can be like, you know, eating cereal in the morning and realizing, oh, I'm using one of the set apart spoons. But I think there's something really like, uh, you know, maybe I'm dragging this metaphor way too far, but it's like everything starts to get mixed in. And I feel like that's where my life is at, where like there is no special or set apart. It's all the same. So I I take it a step further. I mean, when, when Rachel and I were getting married, we kind of looked around and asked around and we're like, no one's getting fine china anymore why would i bother registering for a second set of plates i need one set of plates like everything is functional i don't need anything holy yeah and i think this is the world we live in right like i can get anything i want for my phone i can order it within 24 hours on amazon why would i need anything that's set apart Uh, and i think that's what a, a lot of us experience and what like it's it feels like there is nothing special anymore. I don't yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I know even us coming out of the pandemic, even some of the things that I used to love and enjoy, right? We didn't eat out very much, so like going out for a nice meal or something. 
like end of last year, I was like, I'm bored with everything. Literally everything is boring now. Like there's yeah. nothing that excites me. Like, and I, there is this sense of like, there's no longer a set apart in my life. And I, that's part of what I've loved about the Sabbath journey is it, it feels like it's coming back. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. You mentioned that. And all of a sudden I have this image in my mind about, you know, Sundays after church, when we were driving home in the station wagon with the whole, you know, all the boys in the car yep. and we, we would, as we were going home, we would er either take, you know, one direction, which was the usual way. Or if my dad turned left on one road, we knew we were going to country style. <laughs> and for us, we would go into this the, and back then, I mean, it smelled like smoke, right? Mm -hmm. So you would like get these donuts, a dozen donuts and works out perfectly in a family of four boys. Right. So like we have, and like these donuts would like smell like smoke. They would taste like smoke. But for me, that was Sunday. Like it was a special Sunday. We would only do that on special occasions. I feel like now, like if I want a donut, I go get a donut. Like, right. I, I feel like I'm in this place where, you know, my, my week isn't sort of centered around these traditions and things that kind of set a day apart as different. Um, anyways, I, I don't know. It's just kind yeah, of I want funny. I want to talk about that for a second yeah. because, uh, you know, a lot of that as relates to what we've been talking about in this series. One, you know, that Sunday could be the best day of the week or your Sabbath could be the best day, that there's a, mm -hmm. a sense of anticipation and planning for that day. But, you know, what's also happened a little bit, I think, is there is some opposition when we talk like that, you know, because it yeah. can sound like legalism. Right. Yeah. And so for some of our listeners and some of the people in our congregation, you know, especially if you've grown up with a negative view of Sabbath, where there's been a lot of rules and regulations and kind of things that you've been told you can and can't do. You know, I think for a lot of us, we feel like we've kind of broken free from that. Right. So why are you trying to drag me back into this thing where we're making some things holy and some things not holy? So I think there's a really good conversation to be having here. I wonder if maybe when that happened, we kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater a little bit. And that applies to other spiritual practices as well. There's a oh, sense yeah. that we, we felt kind of boxed in. We recognized our freedom in Jesus um, under kind of the New Testament covenant. And we said, we don't need those things, you know, to impress God or impress others. And that's true. But we also were maybe quick to throw out some traditions and some practices that the ancient church has used for a long, 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 long time mm -hmm. that actually are a benefit to us. It's fascinating to me when you look up some of the Sunday shopping laws, like those didn't leave Ontario until the mid 1990s. And yet now it feels like we can't even remember a time when we couldn't kind of just make every day the same and do mm -hmm. the things that we wanted and businesses ran as usual. And, and I'm not criticizing saying that's right or wrong, but the point is there isn't that day that kind of stands out. It was interesting, uh, you know, in, in, in the setting that I was doing around Sabbath, and we talked about this a bit on Sunday, that God didn't make a holy place for us to experience Sabbath. He made a holy time, a holy space, a holy right. day. I love that. And so there is a really uh, exciting idea there that, um, you know, God's given us this opportunity to have a day that's special and different. And maybe we kind of lost that for a while. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so there's a chance for us to, um, to regain some of that, not in a legalistic way, but as an opportunity. Yeah. And I, and when you said that on Sunday, I, that, that thing you just mentioned, I, I remember sitting there thinking, wait, but he did create a, uh, a space, you know, in the temple. But then I realized that's, that's after the fall, after, you know, sin enters the world mm. before in creation, he sets apart a day. And I think that is amazing. Like, and it's, I, you know, just that idea, not a place, but a day. I, yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause the, the earth is the Lord's, which leads us to worship, right? Which is what we were talking about mm -hmm. on Sunday. 
So uh, let's talk a little bit about this idea of worship. So you, you talked about it's not um, it's not just singing. It's not just twenty four hours of prayer meeting. Um, what? Give me some examples. What does this look like for different people? Uh, yeah. Even what does it look like for you, Chris? Well, I mean, I'm still figuring that out, right? I mean, we talked about Romans 12, that famous passage, you know, that we offer our entire bodies as living sacrifices. This is our proper worship. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, we looked a little bit about at the story of Abraham and Isaac and how Abraham was taking Isaac up to the top of the mountain to be actually sacrificed, a human sacrifice. And he called that worship. And we're like, that's a crazy story. And we struggle with that one. But God provided that ram uh, to take that place. But there's a context there, uh, this idea of trust, this idea of sacrifice, mm. an idea of surrender. Um, and so when we talk about worship, I think those are really the foundational things that we're talking about. You know, when I when I when I sing, uh, you know, lyrics of of trust and surrender, that's a, that's a way for me to worship. But also any activity that allows me to kind of submit myself to to Christ, to the work of the Holy Spirit, to the plans and purposes that God has for me and in His kingdom, that's an act of worship. And so in some ways, even just submitting to this day that God's given us of Sabbath is in itself an act of worship. It's remembering who I am in light of who God is. Uh, you know, there was a great line by, um, uh, I think it was maybe Jonathan Sachs, uh, the rabbi, and, and he was talking about how, you know, uh, every six days a week, God makes space for us. To, to do our creative things, the, the things that he's given us the gifts to do. And one day a week, we make space for God to just be his created people. Yeah, I love and that quote yeah, on Sunday. So I think that's that's what it means to worship. And that can look different. I mean, the activities can look different for people. It's more of a, uh, there's a mindset, there's, a, there's an embodiment of that as well. And that's part of when we rest in Sabbath, when we let God be in control. It is kind of a mind, spirit, body combined thing. Uh, but that can be worked out in a variety of different ways for people. It strikes me that, um, I mean, these categories we've, we're using for Sabbath, the stop, rest, delight, worship, um, they're, they're helpful categories, helpful ways of delineating, but there's also a lot of like overlap, yeah. right? The, the overlap between delight and worship of, of being God's creation and reminding ourselves and submitting ourselves to that, like is a delightful act of worship. Yeah. Um, and it, it can it can take on both of those things and both of those qualities. I think even just the kind of consciousness to to offer a word of gratitude or a thought of gratitude for the gifts that we delight in. Hmm. You know, it's kind of it's it's what you're talking about. It's like moving, crossing that line over from yeah. rest and delight into worship. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like how you said that they build they they kind of build on each other. And I, I think it is a bit linear in the fact that you know, you need to stop before you can rest. And if you need to rest before you can delight, and then as you delight, it begins to turn to worship. I think that is so important for us to think about. Yeah. So to talk to me a little bit about that, um, yeah. you know, we've in some ways, okay, you know, a couple of people are probably thinking, well, we've, guys, we've done four weeks on Sabbath. Like, haven't we covered it by now? Shouldn't we have it? And then I overheard someone saying this morning, oh man, we could spend an entire year talking, talking about Sabbath because I'm only just starting to understand it and scratch the surface. So how do we, like we, we've, every week we've done this, we've talked about something new, we've been offered different challenges. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, I'm still like struggling with like step one of stopping. Um, so uh, give us, give us a word on that, Chris. What do we, what do we do now? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think what we have done is we have kind of given a, a, a picture of the, the movements and the ingredients of Sabbath. We've kind of, we've kind of set up a, a vision, you know, of what can be. Mm. 
Um, and we've experimented with it. And I think that's been really important. Uh, and we've done it as a congregation, as a community. And there's been something really beautiful about that. Even if you're listening and you're a person who hasn't fully bought it and you still have a lot of questions, even to be engaged in the conversation together, I think has had a lot of value. Um, but as I've been thinking about that, though, I am thinking, you know, maybe what we need to do now is kind of go back and reset uh, and say, okay, like, Maybe I need to spend some time on the stopping and kind of, you know, uh, re-engage with, with that part of the teaching, those exercises, and, and do that for an extended period of time. If Sabbath is something that you want to add to your rule of life, uh, we've talked about it as a keystone habit, which we think really can have an impact on all other places in our lives. So we think it's a really a good one to add. Um, but yeah, you might want to kind of formulate some plan in terms of how you want to go about doing that and stretch things out a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, and then we can continue to have conversations about it kind of in the background as we, as we carry on with other teaching. Um, but I think that's what I'm going to be doing with my household for sure is kind of continuing, but yeah. kind of going back and just kind of taking a little more slowly. Yeah. And we will be, um, I mean, we may not be doing another series on this right in the near future or taking an entire kind of Sunday sermon on it, but I think this will continue to come up in our in our conversations and our services. Certainly here on the, po- the podcast, yeah. we'll yeah. we'll continue talking about Sabbath because I think it is that keystone habit, and it is that I'm I'm really excited. Even from what I've heard in our community, there's kind of a desire to explore this and to be curious, which is what you've encouraged yeah. us to do. Yeah, and I hope we can. Uh, yeah, help each other in that and continue to explore it together. Well, and, and here's a crazy idea is, you know, we gave these little journals out at the beginning of the year to help people reflect and write down and, and that kind of thing. And Chris, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you know, sometimes it's not the practice, but it's reviewing the practice that actually sees growth or, or helps mm-hmm. us develop and change and, and transform. And so, you know, I would just recommend as we're, as we're all kind of sharing the same thing is just, you know, if you, if, if you're thinking in your mind, you know, I, I can't imagine a day where I spend the whole day like worshiping or whatever that looks like. And, you know, maybe it conjures up a lot of different feelings or emotions. And I would say, let's just start with stopping. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, open up your, open up your, you know, your notebooks, write stop at the top of the page and just, you know, see how, how you do this week and then write down your thoughts. Why was it difficult? What was going on? What am I feeling? And then try it again and again. And once you get stopped down, then you can start thinking about resting. And uh, I wouldn't, you know, rush into this worship. I think what you said, just the idea of, you know, accepting the invitation to Sabbath is an act of worship mm-hmm. because it's an act of sacrifice. Uh, so I think, I think, um, you know, the recommend. What I'm saying is, you're doing fine, even if you're out there and you're thinking, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm this is crazy. I'm, you know, I'm just not even. You're doing okay. Go small or go home. <laughs> go small or go home. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I've read lots of books on Sabbath. That doesn't mean that I'm exceptional at Sabbath. Like. This has been one of the most impactful series for me, you know, in terms of understanding my own spiritual formation and that of my household. Mm. I mean, we're, the goal here is not expertise. Right. The goal here is experience. And yeah. we have an opportunity to, to dive in and, and try things um, that are going to be really beneficial to us and our community and give glory to God. And, you know, we talked about rule of life being practices, regular practices and relationships that make space for us to welcome and respond to Jesus. And that's exactly what this is. It's about mm. making space, yep. not just for the sake of making space. It's so that we can welcome and respond to Jesus and his Holy Spirit that's speaking to us. So I was just going to say that, you know, is in, and we're kind of moving down a path that I think is really helpful for us to discuss. But as we think back at this idea of worship and what that looks like, one of the things I thought that is really helpful is you described um, you know, worship as as trust and as um, surrender and sacrifice. And and I think the idea of trust for me was the biggest thing. And I, I just, 
want to share with you my own experience. And, you know, this is an experience Dave and I uh, share because, you know, we were talking about Sabbath maybe a year ago or I don't know what, two years ago. And, um, you know, Dave actually asked me about, you know, stopping right before I write my sermon. And I remember having this conversation with him and I just kind of laughed it off. And I was like, yeah, you have no idea like how, like my time that it takes to prepare and what I do, there's no way I could do that on that day. And that was the end of the conversation for the day. But I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And, you know, I'm really grateful for friends like Dave that just kind of encouraged me to go down this road. And what I ended up doing is actually trying. I stepped in um, and I said, okay, even though I have a sermon to write, I'm going to stop on Saturday and I am going to not go back to my work and I'm going to see what happens. And I can tell you that when that started, it was tumultuous. Like it was not, it was, uh, it was not, it was not easy. It was, it was something that my mind was just, you know, going and going. And I could not stop thinking about the message that I was going to preach the next day. And, and over time, I think what I was able to begin to develop a little bit, um, was trust to say, okay, I'm going to say, God's got this. And I'm going to, I'm going to choose to do that. And that I think is a, is a, is an act of worship to be able to, to turn that over to God and say, I'm going to stop right in my busiest time because I'm going to trust that God has it. And it actually reminds me of, you know, the Israelites in with the manna and all that kind of stuff. And this idea of God made it very clear to them. I'm going to, I'm going to look after you. I'm going to give you what you need, but don't try to do too much. you know, stop and, and I will continue to give what, what you, what you need. And the way that he provided there, you know, is, is, is kind of inspiring me and, and, and the way that I've been living out my Sabbath as, as difficult as it is sometimes, um, has been really helpful in developing trust, which I think is a huge part of what worship mm-hmm. looks like. And I think there's this funny, uh, the beautiful relationship between trust and worship where a worship to step into a place of worship does require that like initial step of trust. But then as we worship, we grow in our trust, right? Like it, it kind of helps perpetuate itself. And I, I think a little bit of that is what you're saying. It's yeah. the, when, we, uh, when we kind of remind ourselves that we are not only creative, that we're not only in charge, we're not trying to do things, but actually we are created, mm-hmm. that God is in charge, we can kind of be like, all right, that thing that I think maybe isn't this big of a deal. I mean, I, fun story from our family Sabbath this week. So we, we try to do Friday night to, uh, to Saturday and Friday late afternoon, uh, decided to come in here to the church and check a couple of things for Sunday morning and brought the whole family. It's great. Rachel likes to help with stuff. The kids are around and like almost everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, and like easily could have spent all night here Friday easily could have come in on Saturday and like needed to do stuff. Cause I'm like, well, things need to work for Sunday morning. But I came to a point, we came to a point where after, you know, not being super calm about it, we were like, you know, it, it's going to work or it's not going to work. And like, okay, that's what it is. Like, yeah. we just need to be like, you know what? Like e- there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And like my efforts, sure. I might be able to make a little bit of difference, but I'm just going to trust that God's going to do what he's going to do. 
I'm going to walk away. Yeah. Which is terrifying yeah. and not always fun, right? But mm -hmm. also, and this isn't an excuse to not be prepared or no, something. No, like of course not. But, but it's just, it's understanding rhythms. Like, we are controlled junkies, right? Most yeah. of us. Yeah. It's just, it's a human condition. And, and even, you know, for us that are feeling a little uncomfortable with this idea, if we really, really dig down, you know, a lot of that's coming because of, like, you know, feelings like a lack of control. And, and, you know, it's amazing to me. You read like Ruth Haley Barton's book on Sabbath and sabbatical, and she talks about how important it is to understand the natural rhythm of creation that God has made you know for every day there is a night for every summer there is a winter like things have like there has to be a period of dormancy for there to be a period of life uh, she writes to honor uh, Sabbath is a way to honor the rhythm of things work and rest fruitfulness and dormancy giving and receiving being and doing activism and surrender and so you know there is kind of this idea that as human beings we want to like be above that but really, God has made things in a way that, you know, we have rest and we have activity and those things go together mm -hmm. and they, they build off each other. And you can kind of look at Sabbath in a way, kind of like tithing. You're giving one seventh of your week, yeah. you know, as, as something that you've dedicated to God. And there's always trust involved when we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you talk about control. I, I have used kind of control uh, synonymously with idolatry, which is the opposite of worship. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if idolatry is worshiping something that is not worthy of worship is not God, it's often control. It's often like what I want. So like the question is how on Sabbath do we give up control? And that, that often is what worship is just being like, okay, God, you got this. Like you are in charge throwing my hands up. And that's like, it's so hard to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, even, even, you know, I, I, do worship. It's, it's well, not currently, but in my job title, right? Worship. You know, I'm, I want to have my hands on everything. I want to yeah. make sure it goes well. I want to like yeah. to be able to release that and be like, well, God, this is all about you. So you're going to do what you want. Like, Oh, that's, that's really hard. Yeah. And I, and I would just, I know that we're just using, but you know, metaphors and or I guess, I don't know examples, but I would say it's not so much about throwing our hands up. Yeah. It's about taking our hands off. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think those two things are, are very different. It's not about just saying, you know, like it's not a defeatist, like right. fatalist, like, nope, no, I'm done. Like, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. It's more of a, I'm going to choose right now, even yeah. though every part of my being wants to right. control, wants to fix, I'm going to take my hands off. And I'm going to watch what God does. That's a great distinction. I mean, I know Pete Scazzaro, the one that always stuck out to me is he talks about, you know, taking the keys and handing them over to God for the day, mm. you know, and that always stuck with me, that idea of like giving God control, you know, for one day and then getting them back. And yeah. That's so good. Uh, anything else, Chris, you want to touch on, on worship here? Well, I would just say, you know, one of the things that we didn't talk a lot about, but certainly, you know, in terms of Sabbath, you know, Sabbath is a picture of the rest of God in general. Okay. And we looked a little bit at Hebrews that just reminded us of this, the salvation that we walk into as mm. people of God, as followers of Jesus, and how there is a, a rest that is experienced in all of life because of that. And I think, you know, when we think about the day of Sabbath, that's an opportunity for us to remind ourselves of what Jesus has done. Um, you know, so I think some might be concerned that this is removed somehow from the, the message of the gospel mm. or removed from life, separate from life under Jesus. But, but it's not, you know, this is a chance for us to this holiday, this weekly holiday to remind ourselves it's a taste uh, of what is to come and a taste of what has been in the garden. So there's this beautiful kind of richness to um, surrendering ourselves on Sabbath that, that, you know, as we worship, we, we actually align ourselves more with Jesus and his kingdom because this is kind of where things are headed. Yeah. I love that.
Well, we've got uh, one more chance to talk about Sabbath. We're going to do it uh, again this Sunday. We're going to be... Um, yeah, yeah, kind a bit of, of an encore it. performance, right? right? We're going to be uh, having a more informal uh, time, kind of like a, a podcast type experience. Yeah. As a little more conversational and try and deal with some of the questions that have come up. And yeah, I'm really excited about that and looking forward to unpacking that together this coming week. That's going to be great. Uh, so I would just say if you're listening along and you're like, I've got this burning question or like, oh, I'm really curious about this. They didn't quite dive into that. Um, reach out. We this would is love, the week for sure. This is the week yeah. we would love to be able to... Uh, to engage with you and maybe to address that uh, in front of the whole church. So thank you for listening to Postscript. We'll be back this Sunday with more.